China has reported Australia to the United Nations, a UK vigil has turned to violence, and Western Australians have had their say at a historic election. It's 6 o'clock on the morning of Monday the 15th of March. This is your News of Change Bulletin. Today, many are expected to protest outside federal parliament as part of the Women's March for Justice in response to historical sexual assault allegations made against Attorney General Christian Porter. Prime Minister Scott Morrison will meet with organisers today, who will ask for independent investigations into all allegations of gendered violence and the implementation of 55 recommendations made by the Human Rights Commission at 2020's National Inquiry into Sexual Harassment in Australian Workplaces. Organisers invited all Parliament members to the march, but Minister for Women Maurice Payne said she would not attend the march and instead receive the petition via correspondence. Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack will also not attend or meet with organisers, telling ABC's insiders, I have meetings all day. Continuing our trip around Australia this morning, Western Australia has spoken, returning Labour Premier Mark McGowan's government to Parliament with a historic 50-seat majority. The Liberals won two seats and will have to form a coalition with the Nationals' three seats in order to meet the five-seat threshold required to be legally considered a party in the state. Former opposition leader Zach Kirkup, who started in the role 16 weeks ago, conceded for a second time on Saturday night, having already done so 17 days prior to the election. Despite losing his own seat, Kirkup stressed the importance of accepting fair and democratic election results. Labour now has a historic mandate in the region, fueled by widespread support for the state's COVID-19 response and economic policies, having also won control of the state's legislative council for the first time since its inception. The Australian Medical Association president has branded Queensland's COVID-19 response a double failure after a Brisbane doctor contracted the UK strain of the virus. Dr Omar Korshid told the ABC Sunday, this is a wake-up call for all our state governments to really speed up the rollout of the vaccine, and accused Queensland Health of providing doctors with a lack of airborne protection. At a press conference Saturday, Queensland's Deputy Chief Health Officer Sonia Bennett said there were no identified breaches in protocol by the doctor. A Queensland Health spokesperson later maintained their policies follow relevant critical guidelines. All hospitals, aged care and disability services in Greater Brisbane are now in lockdown. The final female executives who served at the Victorian Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission in 2019 have now left the agency, as IBAC faces a reckoning concerning its workplace culture. According to an internal survey revealed by Guardian Australia in December 2020, over half of respondents did not feel psychosocially safe at work, and 55% of them intended to leave the agency within two years. Since The Guardian published the survey, conducted in April 2020, three senior women have left IBAC, and more female staff have tendered their resignations. Agency CEO Marlo Baragwanov, appointed in 2020, says strengthening our organisational culture so that staff feel supported and empowered to do their best remains an ongoing priority for her and IBAC. She and other executives will be questioned in Victorian Parliament today. The New South Wales Premier has expressed support for students at Croydon's Presbyterian Ladies' College, who are petitioning for gender-neutral uniforms. On 2GB Radio, Gladys Berejiklian said, Look, private schools obviously have their policies in place, but if I was a schoolgirl in one of those schools, I would argue for that, and I think the young girls should express their views 
and um, and express them to the people responsible. That's how you make change. Petitioners argue that allowing girls to wear pants as a uniform option would greatly improve students' mental health and well-being and uphold the school's progressive values. School principal Dr. Paul Burgess told Nine News last week that the school warmly welcomes any request to change the uniform or anything else, but those requests should go through the correct channel, and petitioners should request the change through their student representative council. There are renewed calls to criminalise gender reassignment surgery on intersex children in Tasmania from the state's Intersex Peer Support Australia representative. Simone Lisa Anderson, who is also a representative of Equality Australia, has raised concerns around a lack of consent and says the harms of these surgeries can be lifelong. These normalisation surgeries are often conducted on intersex children shortly after birth or in early childhood to make their sex characteristics present as only male or female. Australian Medical Association Tasmanian President Dr Helen McArdle argues waiting until a child is 18 for consent could cause a lot of health problems in the meantime. The Tasmanian government has been considering a proposal to outlaw the surgery since June 2019. 1.7% of Australians are born intersex. China has reported Australia to the United Nations Human Rights Council amid concerns about the federal government's offshore detention centres. The centres, located in Papua New Guinea and Nauru, house refugees intercepted at sea before reaching Australian shores. China alleges the centres violate detainees' human rights and fall short of adequate medical conditions, where a large number of immigrants, refugees and asylum seekers have been detained over a long period of time or even indefinitely. The country previously criticised the federal government last year after an inquiry alleged the SAS killed 39 unarmed prisoners. Australia is one of few countries yet to label China's Uyghur re-education camps a genocide, despite a US report stating they breach every provision of the UN Genocide Convention. Now, let's head overseas for some international news. Our first stop is the United States, where US President Joe Biden has denounced a surge in anti-Asian hate crimes in the country during a television address on Thursday. According to a California State University study of crimes reported to police departments in 16 US cities, hate crimes against Asian people have risen 150% over the past 12 months. The study found that rises in hate crime reports correlated with spikes of COVID-19 cases, and New York, which had the biggest first wave of the virus in the country, also saw the largest rise in hate crimes. Boston and Los Angeles joined New York in the top three. In response, Biden has called the crimes un-American and said they must stop. U.S. lawmakers have introduced a bill that aims to boost law enforcement support to clamp down on pandemic-related hate crimes, building on a memorandum Biden signed in January. A U.K. vigil for murder victim Sarah Everett descended into violence yesterday evening after police clashed with protesters. London police officer Wayne Cousins appeared in court the day before to be charged with Everett's kidnap and murder. The killing led to a widespread national campaign about violence against women amid COVID-19 lockdowns in the country. A vigil at Clapham Common was cancelled yesterday morning by organisers after police threatened to enforce restrictions barring public gatherings. However, over 1,000 women gathered at Clapham that evening. Images and videos of police brutality against vigil participants have since circulated online and in the media, and London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, is now investigating, tweeting, It's clear at times the response was neither appropriate nor proportionate. Many Indian women marked International Women's Day last Monday by joining the Indian farmer protests, entering their eighth month. They wore yellow headscarves representing mustard fields to Monday's women's protest, where they listened to female farm leaders speak. 
the farmers are protesting laws passed by the Indian government which loosened regulation of the sale of farm produce and allowed farmers to sell directly to private businesses instead of the government itself. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi maintains the laws will benefit farmers and modernize the country's agriculture sector. But farmers fear businesses will drive produce prices below the current minimum support price that the government pays. Amid a deadlock in talks between the government and unions, the protests continue. The Quad Alliance of Australia, the US, Japan and India have vowed to restore democracy in Myanmar as a military coup continues in the country. After the inaugural Quad meeting on Saturday, the country's leaders emphasised the urgent need to restore democracy and the priority of strengthening democratic resilience in a White House statement. An estimated 90 people have died since Myanmar's coup began on the 1st of February, with security forces killing 12 protesters yesterday, according to media witnesses. The country's vice president, Man Wing Kan Tan, who is currently in hiding, said this is the darkest moment of the nation and the moment the dawn is close, in an address via Facebook. Civil servants, including doctors and teachers, continue to strike while the military controls the government. The European Union has backed an investigation opened by the International Criminal Court into war crimes in Palestine. Chief Prosecutor Fatou Bensouda announced the investigation on the 3rd of March, saying the court will investigate independently, impartially and objectively, without fear or favour. The investigation will encompass allegations made since June 2014 and has been welcomed by the Palestinian Authority. The Foreign Ministry said the investigation serves Palestine's tireless pursuit of justice and accountability, but Israel Prime Minister disagrees. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said his country is under attack and branded the investigation the essence of anti-Semitism. The conflict between Israel and Palestine stems from wars fought in 1948 and 1967, with both countries dating their claims to the land back thousands of years. The 2014 war that is under investigation claimed thousands of lives. Let's go to a lighter story now with some entertainment news, where Australian musician Sia's critically panned film Music has received four Razzie nominations, including Worst Picture and Worst Actress for Maddie Ziegler's portrayal of the titular character. The film received significant criticism from disability advocates for the choice to cast Maddie, who was not disabled, in the role of an autistic character. Sia, nominated for Worst Director, said she aimed to raise awareness of autism and that accommodations could not be made for an autistic actress she alleges briefly filmed for the role before being replaced with Ziegler. The musician made contradictory statements about the film's production, claiming she had researched autism extensively, yet did not know many autistic people consider Autism Speaks, who she had partnered with, a hate group. Razzie winners will be announced in April. Finally this morning, a showcase of activism from home, where girls in Afghanistan who have been banned from singing at public events have taken to social media to protest using the I Am My Song hashtag. According to the Associated Press, Afghanistan's Education Ministry released a memo last week advising schools should not let girls over 12 participate and sing in any type of events or general programs, unless all attendees are female. After the memo's release, Afghanistan Institute of Music founder Ahmad Zamast started the hashtag for Afghani girls to record videos of themselves singing their favourite songs in protest. Zamast said the hashtag aims to show support for the rights of children, whether boys or girls. The government says the memo was to do with COVID-19 policy in response to the outcry and released a new memo that also bans teenage boys from singing. I'm Lachlan Patrick for the Humanitarian Changemakers Network. This has been your News of Change Bulletin.